from the fight capital of the heavyweight division in Central Europe to boxing rings around the world. This is OTG, Heavyweights of Boxing Talk, the first official spinoff series of the On The Grind Boxing Podcast on the On The Grind Talk Radio Network. Join your host, Nino Schellick, each week as he's joined by a member of the On The Grind Boxing Team to bring you the best in heavyweight boxing talk. And now, here's Nino. Welcome to OTG Heavyweights of Boxing. Once again, no main show, so me and Patty will hold it down this week. Hey Patty, long time, no hear from you. Yeah, you've been ducking me, and you know, but I, I come with uh, breaking news from the heavyweight division on my trip to New York. Yeah, so you were yeah. there with, with a lot of the other OTG members. Why didn't you pose on that uh, photo with, with the what other photo? guys? Uh, well, what happened was I was sitting uh, in the same section as Willa and I had no data coverage left. And earlier in the night, Madison Square Garden has Wi-Fi. But when it got later on the night, the Wi-Fi stopped working because I assumed there were so many people on it. But at that point, I'd been uh, moved down from the section with Willa, which was in the nosebleeds into the lower bowl. So I had no way of uh, communicating at that time. Mm, I but uh, I, I went for a few beers with D. I uh, was sitting with Willow. I was talking with Simon. And Simon and Willow were getting in some discussion with this asshole that I'd been talking to in the in the bar the night before. And I was kind of like, and this was during the Quadras fight. And I was kind of like, do you know what? I, I'd rather watch the Quadras fight than listen to this dickhead. Okay. Yeah, if I could remember his name, I'd put it out. Simon told me that he makes videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's dickhead, man. Right. So you you were also there, and uh... I was there. I took D out for a few points in uh, Jimmy's corner. I I just kind of need to let people know that if they're ever at a fight in New York, there's a bar called Jimmy's Corner uh, just off uh, Times Square. Now this like this place has a who's who of uh boxing on the wall you know you're talking like 19 you it's mainly 60s 70s 80s and you've got some fighters from the 90s or like and you've got obviously there's a floyd mayweather poster in there but it's from earlier on in his career mm-hmm. you've got Fernand forest you've got uh Duran, you've got hearns you've got hagler uh, you've got uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, you've got Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali, uh, Joe, uh, a really young picture, Joe Frazier. And I mm. uh, was in there and uh, Doug Fisher was arguing with someone, telling him that it was Joe Frazier. And the guy didn't believe him. And like, obviously, I knew it was Joe Frazier. But I was like, Doug, that guy's too pretty to be Joe Frazier. Because uh, famously, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali had called uh, Joe Frazier ugly for a long time. But, uh, like, the place is covered wall-to-wall pictures of great fighters. And uh, Jimmy, who's in there, is a really nice guy. He really looked after me when I was in there. And uh, I have to say, it's probably one of the cheapest drinks that you'll get in and around Times Square. Uh, $3, uh, $3 a, a beer. 
So, you know, it's been, been a round of seven beers for some of the guys from from Ireland. Uh, Kieran Gallagher that was writing for the um, for RT, Irish News. And then we had Leonard Gunning, who's promoting there. We've got uh, Gavin Casey, who's writing for the Irish Examiner. Joe O'Neill, who's writing for IrishBoxing.com. We have one of the lads from uh, BBC and The Guardian. And then uh, there was another guy I can't really remember because we were, we were really hitting the sauce hard at that point. But uh, now we had uh, we had a good time in, in Jimmy's Corner. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to go into a bar and talk boxing, that's, uh, that's definitely a great place to go after the fights. Okay, sounds good. So about the fight, um, it, it, it seemed at first that I was in the minority uh, among the OTG group having Golovkin uh. as a winner. So I, I got immediate feedback and and uh, Syme really uh, cut me down with, with his messages and all that. Uh, don't mind son son had a dog in the fight and he goes oh he he told me today the fight oh, oh i'm picking jacobs and i was like so i'm i've known you've been picking jacobs for like the last two two and a half months this isn't like fucking this is no news to me but uh yeah at the time i watched the fight i thought it was a, a close decision for golovkin i watched the fight back again had it 114 113 to golovkin mm. um Danny Jacobs uh, what looked to be winning the the fourth round until the knockdown. If that if there had been a knockdown there, you know we gotta I gotta say Jacobs would have won the fight uh, himself one thirty uh, one fifteen to one thirteen. It was a close fight. Uh, I'd like to see them doing again. I personally, I really enjoyed the fight. Uh, I when after the fight, there were people online saying it was a boring fight. At some points, I absolutely loved it. It was a very tactical affair. It was fought at a very high level. Mm. Uh, we just came off the Chocolatito fight, which was another fantastic fight. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, the Quadras fight, Quadras man. Questions need to be asked about that boy. Because uh, that was uh, that fight was a lot harder than it needed to be. Okay, now did see the quadros and fight. Andy Lee. Andy Lee looked like dirt, man. <laughs> really? He looked like dirt. Oh man, he looked like muck. But uh, he also looked like muck when he fought Frank Horta. So uh, that was uh, the beginning of his his uh, run to the title. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Okay. Andy Lee, Gennady Golovkin in Astana, Kazakhstan. Yeah, you think he's going to get it and not uh, Saunders? Well, do you think Saunders is going to go to Kazakhstan? Uh, I think he might cash out. Cause... I don't think he's going to go to Kazakhstan. I'm going to tell you right now that no one's talking about Andy Lee versus Saunders in Kazakhstan. Oh, sorry, Andy Lee versus Golovkin in Kazakhstan. I'm nailing it on right now. I don't think Saunders is going to Kazakhstan. So there you go. Yeah, why not? I mean, Andy Lee. Oh, I want credit for it. Well, uh, a little birdie told me that if uh, Danny Jacobs had have been injured or pulled out of the fight, Andy Lee would have been slotting in there as the uh, opponent. Okay. That if you if you think if anyone thinks they're talking out of my arse, uh, then tell me why Andy Lee had to make one sixty for a tune-up fight. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Still won the won the fight easily. 
Yeah, but he didn't look. He, he it was a very lackluster performance. Okay. Very lackluster performance, but uh, he didn't get knocked down, which is which is something <laughs> that we haven't really seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't hurt, so uh, that's 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 a positive he can take from it. I think he was happy with the rounds, and uh, I had mm. a quick chat with him uh, on the Sunday after the fight. Right. And oh yeah, good news, uh, he's got a baby on the way as well. So. Uh, okay. Congratulations to Andy Lee. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think he's he's gonna make a great dad. Uh, but if I'm being completely honest about his career, I think he should probably retire. And I'd love to see him getting involved with training fighters, especially younger fighters. I think he he could be an excellent trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, Lee might be more interesting fight than Saunders actually, even though he lost. But just that, that hook, like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll probably lose every second of a fight against Golovkin, but he has still the power to turn a fight around, maybe. But Golovkin has shown a very good chin also against Jacobs. So he took some, some really good hooks against Jacobs. I just don't think Andy's chin is what it was, especially with Saunders being able to drop him. Heavily. Yeah. Yeah, was almost stopped there by, by Billy Joe Saunders. Mm-hmm. Which is not a good look. No, and yes, uh, Golovkin is, is twice the puncher that um, Saunders. Three is. times the puncher. <laughs> yeah. Ten times the puncher. Hmm. Yeah, but Andy Lee went toe to toe with Peter Quillen also, so I don't know. He he can can take some shots by by a very good power puncher and and still throw back. So could be interesting so but I, I think that a rematch should happen between Golovkin and and uh, Jacobs yeah. they're still I would love that fight still unfinished business in my opinion because uh, would you say that uh, Jacobs maybe exposed Golovkin a little no I wouldn't say exposed Jacobs is a damn good fighter man uh, mm-hmm. my my question was about Jacobs chin uh, you know we seen we saw what happened with Pirog and we saw Sergio Mora dropping him. Yeah. So uh, uh, my question was never about the boy's skill or ability. It was uh, durability. And he answered that and he came through with flying colors, even though he got dropped. Um, I really enjoyed the fight. I'd love to see see them doing it again. Now, if they're fighting in Kazakhstan, if he's fighting in Kazakhstan, um, fair enough. I'll let the boy have a fight back in Kazakhstan. But he, he does, as you said yourself, have unfinished business with Danny Jacobs. Mm. Yeah, but now uh, Golden Boy is coming out and saying, um, "Oh, come on, <laughs> Nino! Don't even, don't even insult me with this." If Golovkin fights in June, then the Canelo fight is off. <laughs> if Golovkin, but is the Canelo fighting in May? Yeah. But Canelo's been at May. Why is the why is the Golovkin why is the Canelo fight off if Golovkin fights in May, in June? Uh, because they say What's if he gets logic? if he gets cut or injured or something. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. That's the logic of of Oscar. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> is Oscar drinking or high or something? Mm, I don't Most know. Likely. It's it's just another uh, new obstacle. Um, I mean fake obstacle in the way of, of this fight happening so they found found a new one who cares we hope Chavez Jr. fucking lays that mug out man 
Do you know what? I'm actually really looking forward to Chavez Canelo. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it, man. And if fucking Chavez was a win, I, I, I'm team Chavez for this one. I hope he, he's he's hanging around in in the fucking uh, house in his fucking great luminous green buckers eating cereal man i hope he does that and i hope he annihilates canelo man and i hope he gets up in oscar's grill and talks shit man after it don't see it happening it's just too slow no skills man here we don't care nino we don't care about skills i just want him to beat canelo and get in oscar's grill yeah i just i hope it happens man miracles can happen would be good would be good should we move on to some heavyweight news from New York? Yeah, yeah, soon. Uh, just if the <laughs> no, if the soon. if the fight doesn't happen with Canelo, then maybe Golovkin will go up to one sixty eight because no, Danny Jacobs, Danny Jacobs. Andrew Ward Danny said he would go down, or Virgil Hunter said oh, Andrew Ward would go down to one sixty eight. <laughs> I thought he could make 168 and now he can all of a sudden because there's a little bit of weakness there. Bullshit. Uh, Danny Jacobs, sorry, that's all I want to say. If, okay, I'm going to give him a pass for the fight in Kazakhstan and uh, if the Canelo fight comes along, he's not going to turn down that money. But barring those two fights, like let's just say he's fighting in Kazakhstan, the next fight needs to be either Canelo or Jacobs. If it's if it's Canelo, great. I, I'm not gonna begrudge him that kind of money. But if it's if it's if it's not Canelo or Jacobs, there's something seriously wrong, and questions need to be asked. Because as you said yourself, there is unfinished business. For sure. All right. So, want want to tell you a, a Scottish heavyweight yeah. story from New York? Oh God, this is fucking brilliant. So anyway, there's this Scottish heavyweight called Jay McFarland. And he came out in a kilt and like a tartan thing over his shoulder. And he was like 2 0 with two knockouts. And he was coming out with like Braveheart music on. And he's trying to get the crowd amped up. And he's trying to he's trying to be like the Scottish heavyweight Conor McGregor. He's even got a stupid tattoo on his chest. So anyway, he comes out and he's boxing this journeyman from California that lives in Tijuana called Matt McKinney. Now, Matt McKinney has only ever won in Mexico before. His, uh, actually, sorry, he had his second win was in the United States. My bad. So, uh, he had, uh, he, and then he went uh, and had two losses in the United States uh, to two guys I've never even heard of that were making their pro debut. And then he had a draw down in uh, Tijuana and he had uh, a win in Tijuana and uh, another and then a knockout in Tijuana so anyway he comes along and he's brought in as an opponent for Jay McFarlane so Jay McFarlane can look like fucking a prime Scottish Mike Tyson and what happens only fucking Matt McKinney boxes his ears off and I said to I said to the guy sitting beside me do you know what I think Matt McKinney's gonna win this fight and then we both laughed and said no the scorecards will be filled out before them but guess what happened you know Matt McKinney picked up another win on US soil so now he's got an extremely positive record so if there's anyone out there with an up and coming heavyweight 
that once a pick up an easy win, they should probably match themselves against Matt McKinney, who has a, a record of four wins, one by knockout, and uh, two losses, one by knockout, and two draws. So if you want to have, if you want to bring in a journeyman with a record that looks increasingly decent, bring in Matt McKinney. Okay. Sounds good. I thought it was kind of really pathetic because, like, uh, everything was set up for McFarlane to to win, possibly by knockout, and he ended up like getting outboxed by a journeyman who had possibly the second worst footwork I've ever seen, closely followed by Jay McFarlane with the worst footwork I've ever seen. It was so awkward. It was like two peg leg pirates trying mm-hmm. to follow each other around the ring. So how do you spell that guy, Matt McKinney? Just uh, M A T T space M C K I N N E Y. He he looks like fucking. He looks like a right hunk on his picture, but he doesn't <laughs> look like that in real life. I think he might have dread uh, cornrows uh, when he fights. Okay. Like they really, really put a lot of money into that box rack profile picture, man. You know he got he got it nicely touched up with Photoshop and everything. And the funny thing is. That when when I when uh, the guy beside me checked his box rack, there was no picture of it. And then when I checked it, like ten minutes later, the picture that you'll see on his box racks now was on it. Yeah. So he obviously, the, his management team obviously got someone to touch it up on Photoshop. And uh, like you, you'll know when I say it, it's ridiculous. Like someone put a, a lot of work in shading the muscles and everything. Right, and the Jay McFarlane guy uh, doesn't oh, have the man. best picture, so. Oh, it's diabolical! You can see that. Uh, you can see that tattoo, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the tattoo? <laughs> what What's it supposed to be? A rose? I think it's a rose. It's a massive rose on his chest. Right, but he's probably nobody to watch out for. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be turning up as a, a journeyman in the UK because after losing to Matt McKinney, uh, it doesn't exactly uh, look good on, on, on your record. But he's going to be out in uh, County Durham, which isn't too far from Newcastle, uh, next month. So uh, he will have an opportunity to chalk up a win. But I reckon if he loses his next fight, you can call curtains. Uh, I had heard in MGM. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't even. Uh, I had heard from sources with intricate, no, intricate knowledge that the kid wasn't actually very good, and uh, I, 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 I never for one moment expected him to lose to Matt McKinney. So, I think that really says it all. Mm-hmm. So the guy's only nineteen. Uh, Born in 1998. Yeah, that's wow. it. And you can already call, write, a, write a thing under his career. I don't think he had any uh, amateur fights either. Hmm, okay. Yeah, but let's move on to, to some more important stuff. Heavyweight news. Dimitranko. Dimitranko. Yeah, I wanted to get your, your take on Dimitranko. Dimitranko. We've been telling you about him. You know? First round. We've been telling you about I've been telling you about him, Nino. Haven't yeah. I been telling you about Dimitranko? More jokingly. What have I been telling you since we started this podcast? Uh, he's Every in... week. No, I, I've been telling you, when's Dimitranko coming back? When's Dimitranko yeah. coming back? And you thought it was a joke, Nino. Well, I guess the joke's on you. I still think it's a joke. The joke's on you, Nino. Yeah, it is a joke, and the joke's on you. Hmm. Now, I want to hear it, Nino. Is he back in the mix? Apparently, 
uh, unfortunately. He is back in the mix. He fucking destroyed your boy. He wasn't my boy, I said. Granat was your boy, man. Nah. Granat was your boy. He was your boy. Don't even <laughs> act like he wasn't your boy. No. Nah. He was your boy. And your boy got destroyed by Dimitrenko. Annihilated. Mm. Swept us with ease. Hmm. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. Know? I mean, Granat just ran into this right hand. Basically. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if Dimitrenko had the thrown the right yeah, hand, I know. then it would have been, a, you know, if it had been like the Joseph Parker fight, then I guess Granat would have had an easy night's work. But guess what? Dimitrenko remembered that he can throw big punches. Mm. Game over. Stick a fork in Granat. He's done. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, it doesn't look good on your record uh, getting destroyed by uh, Dimitrenko. I mean, one yeah, round. Yeah, but um, Dimitrenko's back in the mix, so maybe it will look good. Oh uh, yeah, I said the jury was still out on on Granat, and I, your boy, he was your boy. No, I said the jury is still out, and um, I I can assess his full potential after this Dimitrenko fight. So if he would have had no trouble, then he could have gone on to the Dillian Whites and Chisoras and all that, but. Oh, come on. Dylan White. Dylan White's muck, man. D- I told you. Dylan White's not good. No, but he's he's a step up from the from the Dimitrenkos and all that. Do you know what fight needs to happen right now? What? Dimitrenko Dylan versus... White. versus Dylan Dimitrenko? White. Dimitrenko. <laughs> pay-per-view. Scotty <laughs> pay-per-view. Uh, I think that Dimitrenko will, will, get some, will get some fights now. So he'll he'll get booked as an opponent for for uh, bigger names. Dylan. So Dylan White, Dimitrenko, D Day. Yeah. Sky pay per view, twenty one pounds. Granat's future doesn't look so good. Mate, your boy got destroyed. Yeah, he, I mean he's still what young. Twenty four or something. Can he come Such back? A silver lining for your boy here. It's not like he got outboxed by Eddie Chambers. You know, his career is done, man. I'm sorry. He'll never be the same after Dimitrenko took him apart. With surgical precision. Yeah. <laughs> Klitschko 2.0, man. Klitschko 2.0. Uh, yeah, right. So, uh, Dimitrenko has now a little bit of a future. Granat will have to build up slowly. He's officially back in the mix now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Granat is now... Definitely you know, way behind um, his stablemate, uh, Christian Hammer. Granat's never been further away from the mix. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I guess that result made you pretty happy when you heard it. I, I, do you know what made me happy? No. Watching it. Did you watch it live? No. Watched it on YouTube, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, it was so sweet. Yeah, and maybe Granat is also a little chinny, I don't know. He didn't well very well. Here, stop trying to take credit away from the best win of Dimitrenko's career. Is it? I don't know. It's the most legit win in his career anyway. Mm, maybe. What do you think? And, and here, <laughs> I can't believe. Do you know who, do you know who we need, Dimitrenko needs to fight? David Price, man. The loser goes home. Mm-mm. The loser retires. But uh, you know Christian Hammer's record's looking pretty good since uh, since that loss to Tyson Fury, man. Yeah. 
he 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 had that win over Michael Sprott to get him back in the mix. Then he had that Erkin Taper win, and then David Pro. He's right in the mix, man. Yeah, he is. He's WBO number three right now, so he could yeah. get a shot against Parker actually. So question for you: I thought the WBO European title was not on the line for the David Price fight. I changed it last minute or so. Yeah, because we were talking about why it wasn't on the line. Yeah. And all of a sudden, as if by magic, after the fight, it was on the line. True, true. Maybe if David Price had known it was on the line in the build-up to the fight, Mm. he would have trained harder and he wouldn't have been gassed out. Right. Another thing, uh, Erkan Tepa losing to Marius Wach, actually. I don't know about that now. Didn't you hear about it? I, I did. I watched it. I know. I was like... Marius fuck man uh, was there father testing involved <laughs> in this fight uh should have been between those two and what what title was it for oh, some I don't know east west uh regional title I don't know well Nino I'm gonna tell you what heavyweight title it was for <laughs> yeah it's for the uh, vacant IBF east slash west Europe heavyweight title okay where's east Slash West Europe. I think it's like all of Europe. I don't know why they don't call it the European title. Yeah, why didn't call maybe, it ABF maybe it, Europe title or European maybe, title? Maybe someone unified the belts and now they're like unified. So even when it gets vacant, they're both unified but vacant. So maybe that's why it's called the East slash West Europe title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, Vach looked like shit physically in that fight, so uh, I guess he, he was uh, rather tested, or at least some testing was going on. Taper always looks bad. Uh, Taper looks like a mock man. Yeah, he looks terrible. terrible. Looks like dirt. In his profile picture, he looks okay on, on BoxRec, <laughs> but, but uh, lately he, he looks uh, really, really out of shape. He looks like 40 pounds overweight, very... Well, that's what'll happen when you don't have performance-enhancing drugs, man. Mm. Or just the right diet. Uh, he he looks terrible, and he's got two. Dragonies having those Turkish kebabs, man. <laughs> a lot. They're a lot pretty good. They're pretty good in Germany. I don't know, yeah, man. For sure. Pretty good. Pretty so, good. Yeah, he is, has now two losses in a row. So not looking good for him. No, he's definitely not back in the mix. Uh, but another fight that got announced is. A rematch between Hellenius and Chisora. May 27th in Helsinki. No. But you know what fight really should be a rematch as well? No. Chisora versus Dylan White. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you were surprised that that fight was competitive and I told you Dylan White was no good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I picked the right winner. I picked uh, White in that one. Yeah, but White didn't win that fight. Yeah. He won, in my opinion. Honestly, that's just because you had you had—he was your boy, man. <laughs> yeah, my boy Dylan White. You need to realize your boy's no good. No, he, he Here's one that. for you. Yeah, Marius Vach, Christian Hammer. Oh yeah, Hammer wins. No, but All that's points. a fight that should be made. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to see that fight getting made now. Yeah, but what about Elenius Chisora? You interested at all or? Nah, man, uh, Chisora's been done, man. 
So if Hellenius, Hellenius needs to fucking step up and fight someone like Dimitranko, who's got some big knockout wins against decent opposition lately. Mm -hmm. But Hellenius has been done by French guy Duhapa. So. Duhapa, man. What a mug. So is, is he back? I mean, is he. Or was he never that good? So. Hellenius? Yeah. Hellenius was never Klitschko 2.0. That was always Dimitranko. <laughs> uh huh. Let's here, here. Didn't uh, didn't Klitschko lose by knockout in his career earlier on before he became the dominant force in the mm -hmm. heavyweight division? Yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So you think Dimitranko is going to take over? <laughs> no, man. Dimitranko's <laughs> trash. Dimitranko is trash. But here's one that we have coming up Klitschko against AJ. Who would like to see me fight AJ? <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up, Vlad. Right. But uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go go out on a limb, man. Gonna make a prediction. Already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make a prediction and I I'm, I might regret this in a couple of weeks' time, but I'm picking Klitschko to win. Really? No. Yeah, you're picking it. AJ. Yeah, you're picking AJ. You're picking AJ, man. I think so. Okay, cool. This will make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. It's just... AJ's your boy now. He he's not my boy, but I think he's he's it sounds too... like it. Sounds like he's your boy. He's too fresh and too 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 strong and too aggressive for Klitschko. I think at this point. Okay, okay. Oh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm just interested to see what happens if Klitschko can land that big right hand. That's all I'm saying. Just yeah, saying. But he has to let it go. He does need to let it go. But, you know, it seems like ever since Tyson Fury, my boy, be your boy, Vladimir Klitschko, you had to find yourself a new boy, which is Anthony Joshua. So, I don't know, man. He, it seems, it sounded to me like Anthony Joshua is your boy. I don't know. Maybe among the... I can't believe Turn that you're picking. I can't believe you're picking against your Vlad, who was previously your boy. Vlad was so gun shy against Fury, who. Uh, do, you remember when, do you remember when you showed Vlad your snorkeling video in his camp? <laughs> I didn't show him my snorkeling. <laughs> you, know, video. you don't remember that? You showed him a video of you snorkeling. No, I or didn't. was it your cliff jumping? I didn't your show him that. Jumping. No. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you did, man. I know you did. And anyway, do you not do you not think like that moment meant something to Vlad or something? Do you not have a connection? Uh no. Didn't feel a connection right there. <laughs> well anyway, I, I hope I hope you you're you'll be happy when, when Vlad pulls off the upset. I would be happy regardless if he wins if I made it make a wrong pick. Even if your boy loses? I don't care who who wins in this fight as um, long as as the just so you know, better just guy so wins. you know, if AJ loses this fight, man, you're never gonna hear the end of it. Mm, yeah, but I, I think he uh, was already gun shy against Fury, who uh, isn't really a monster puncher. That's always been gun shy, man. Yeah, so uh, how come you're saying this like it's a new thing? Yeah, so why is he going to let his hands go against a much more explosive? Uh, and athletic Joshua. More inexperienced Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Vlad was getting wobbled by a Pulev jab by Marius Vach. And what happened to Pulev? What happened to Pulev? 
Yeah, because Pulev uh, only has a jab and nothing else. Yeah, he got he got knocked the fuck out is what happened <laughs> to Pulev. So I'm just saying, don't be surprised if Vlad knocks uh, AJ out. Yeah, don't be surprised if Vlad pulls a muscle and pulls out of the fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it was Vlad, not Vitaly, that was uh, fighting in this one. Yeah, Vlad has, has pulled out of a lot of fights too, recently. So... Uh, back to the, the Hellenius uh, Chisora fight. Who do you see winning this rematch? Uh, probably Hellenius. As I said many, many times, Chisora is, uh, is, has been done. He's only fighting for money at this time. Uh, he still beat Dylan White, though. I th- I'm picking Chisora, actually. You're picking Chisora? Okay. I'm liking. I like that pick, man. I'm liking it. I just don't think he has anything left. He can't go back to the well again, man. Uh, well, if the, the Chisora from the white fight shows up I think he beats him yeah but you're forgetting that you're thinking that Chisora just like came back but white just isn't that good yeah but Hellenius also isn't that good he he looked like shit in his last fights Hellenius is still better than white man I'm sorry I know it's your boy and all but he got laid out by Duhopa I don't like to upset you man but I'm sorry yeah. but Hellenius is better than White. I think at this point, no. He was. I know you don't. I know you don't think that. Because he's your boy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Are you going to go over and watch him fight at any time? What? Chisora? No, White. White? Uh, no. Maybe you can go to his training camp or something. <laughs> Not interested. Don't even like the guy. <laughs> yeah, you'd... so you wouldn't show him your snorkeling videos? Mm-mm. No. He hasn't earned that, that, that accolade. Privilege, no. <laughs> Didn't earn it. But um, another interesting topic, Arthur Better BF is, is looking for an opponent. <laughs> and yeah, after lots of guys pulled out, the uh, last one was Sullivan Barrera. Do you know he was, uh, do you know who I, I, I met over in uh, New York? Who? Sergey the Crusher Kovalev. Yeah, face to face. Yeah, he was at the dinner I was at. Okay. And he also turned up to the um turned up to the Michael Conlon fight. Okay. But uh yeah, that's a fight I want in the future. Sure. Peter Bev and Kovalev. And how does um Kovalev look in, in person? Does he look big or scary or No, he's a pretty nice guy actually. Yeah. Uh, very approachable, friendly. D, D got a picture with him, but he was kind of like, I don't know, man, if we should go down. I was like, just go over and ask for a picture with him. He's going to be happy that you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Would, would you say he's a, he's a big light heavyweight? or? Uh, do you know what? I wouldn't really. So he's just kind of like an, uh, 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 an average size light heavyweight, to be completely honest, which I didn't think he was that big. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, he's a, he's a decent size guy like he's yeah yeah nothing nothing I, I wouldn't go I, I didn't go away thinking well I can't believe that guy makes light heavyweight so I'll put it to you that way okay so better be if he's a bigger guy probably yeah yeah I don't know I'd need to bump into him face to face and shake his hand to, to let you know and because he was fighting at 200 pounds in yeah but that could be uh, could be a drawback hmm, maybe could be a weakness Let's not forget Tony Bell, who fought at uh, heavyweight mm-hmm. in the amateurs. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, also one of my favorite middleweights uh, fought at heavyweight as an amateur. Who? 
Who do you think my favourite uh, middleweight slash super middleweight is? I'll give you three guesses. At the moment, the current or, or... oh no no not current not current. Say the last like twenty years, twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Steve Collins. There you go, ding ding number one. He fought as a he when he was an amateur. He fought at a two pounds or I think it's one ninety nine. I'm not sure. Or is it two oh one? Two oh one. Is it two oh one? Yeah, that, that's what Steve followed, uh, T- Steve Collins fought at as an amateur. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, better beef is now in negotiations actually with uh, Sauland boxer Enrico Curling. Okay, you, you might not have heard of the guy. I've never heard of Enrico Curling. He he was in the London Olympics 2012. Okay, but but lost somewhere uh, in the beginning of the tournament. So yeah, I didn't get to see the light heavyweights. I. Uh... I was there for the the heavyweights, the middleweights, um, then there was uh, there was before that there was uh, the light welterweights mm-hmm. and the featherweights, and then uh, it was the light flyweights. That was that's who was fighting on the day I was at the the London Olympics. Right. So curling. Uh... Now has a twenty-three and one record with six knockouts, so he's Which no puncher. Seems dangerous. <laughs> no, he he uh, is just pretty average, and he lost to a Euro-level guy already. In uh, uh, what's his name? I think Mikko Ricci or something like that. And any rela- any relation to Lionel? No, more like Christina oh, Ricci. Right. It's spelled like Christina Ricci. Okay, so he's not related to Lionel Richie, but he could be related to Christina Richie. Possibly. Okay. So yeah, curling. Uh, I think he's what is he now? IBF number five or so. Uh, what? Yeah, and that's why better BF. Uh, what the fuck is he number five? Uh, he beat uh, Rhino Liebenberg, the South African, twice. Is he the black? What? What's this Rhino bloke? Is he the black Rhino? The white Rhino? No, his first name is Rhino. Okay, who was who was that guy that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? White Rhino, the English lad. Oh, uh, wasn't it the, the guy that that uh, Luis Ortiz fought? Yeah, what was his name? Oh, was his name White Rhino or Black Rhino? White Rhino. Okay, good. At least we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. So yeah, curling is um, of course severely outgunned in that fight. Yeah, he gets hit a lot in in his fights also. So he's no defensive wizard. He's just uh, average Eastern Euro fighter. Just I mean, stylistically, he high guard um, tries to to throw the jab and and be active and and win the rounds uh, in in the same manner as uh, Sven Otke did and Sven Otke and and Markus Bayer, people like that. So mm-hmm. so. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't seem like no. this is uh, worthy of our attention. Yeah, so better be if we'll probably stop him pretty yeah. early. So. But uh, what do you think about uh, Luis Ortiz? Yeah, he signed with uh, El Heyman. And he's he's fighting in the States in um, in April. Now, I didn't see that he signed with uh, Heyman when I heard he was fighting in the States. So I was like, oh, are Dade Promotions actually promoting <laughs> a show? 
but I should have known better, Nino, yeah. that Dave Promotions have never promoted a show. Mm-hmm. No, he uh, probably will fight uh, Derek Rossi. Derek Rossi? Yeah, one of the better uh, journeymen out there. So he's A-level journeyman, basically. He's an A-level journeyman? <laughs> like an A-plus journeyman? <laughs> or No, no. Derek Rossi, man. Yeah, so so won't get him uh, far that, that fight, but still... Yeah, he needs some ring experience once again. Because when was his last fight, Ortiz? It was uh, last year, wasn't it? In London, Joshua Undercard. Hmm. Or a pretty long time ago, so... Be, what, nine months now? No, I actually fought uh, David Allen. That's the white rhino. David Allen, the white rhino. Yeah, so that now that fight was only in, in uh, December. But before that, he... Yeah, he had this Malik Scott fight in in November. But so okay, uh, he'll be out of the ring for uh, almost six months when he steps back into ring into the six ring. Six months, mate, and then against someone like Derek Rossi. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. It's a hell of a that's a hell of a channel fight. So so um, uh, they said that that they are looking for a big opponent for the fight after that. So we'll see. Yeah, looking for Wilder, is he? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> or just just get a big fight. Any big so fight. he's so he's he's advised by Al Heyman, which opens up the possibility of the Wilder fight, and that also he's he's promoted by Matchroom, hmm. which opens up the Joshua. possibility of Joshua. Yeah. But as I already predicted, uh, Vladimir Klitschko is going to hmm. win that fight. So. It seems seems like he'd be shit out of luck. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Joshua versus I mean uh, Klitschko versus Ortiz, something like that. If he wants. Good fight. I think Klitschko fight. is gonna want um, Wilder if he wins the fight. Mm, sure, but Ortiz a good plan B, I would say. But we should also mention this possible comeback by Mikel Kessler. What? Why is it only a possible comeback? What? What? What makes you think that it's not that it might not happen? Oof, I don't know. I mean, they, they scheduled this press conference for tomorrow, uh, saying there are going to be some big news for Danish boxing. I've got you know what would be hilarious if Mikhail Kessler was just launching a promotional company and you got mugged off, or or he, uh, I don't know, becomes a trainer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they had a press conference for yeah. that shit. What? <laughs> Maybe. No, uh, Danish media is, is writing that uh, Kessler will fight in this tournament uh, that flew a little under the radar. Uh, did you hear about this? Um, Super 8? World Boxing Super Series. No. Tell me about it, Nino. Where is it based? Yeah, it's, it's not really based anywhere. I, I think Solomon <laughs> plays a part in it. And it's... So uh, is the, how many guys are in it? Because I think I might have heard of it. Six, sixteen. Sixteen, and there's okay. So there's eight. There's uh, two divisions. Last eight, the the semi final. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I know. I, I I've heard of it. I just didn't know it was called that. Yeah, and they are fighting for fifty million dollars uh, combined. So fifty. Yeah, but I, I'm guessing that covers all, all of the fights. Okay. So, and there's some sort of uh, Muhammad Ali trophy that you can win. Muhammad Ali trophy, eh? That's interesting. Seeing as he was a the light heavyweight as a as a professional, so yeah. Maybe they should have a Joe Kazagi trophy, or is it a light heavy? Is it's a light, He's fighting a light heavyweight, is he? Possibly, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. I'm At not, the moment, it's unclear. Yeah, it's unclear. And I'm not even sure what divisions will be in, in this uh, tournament. So so let, let's let's put this together. If it's super middleweight, there should be a Joe Calzaghe trophy. <laughs> yeah. And at light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Don't know, man. It's hard to say. A lot of great fighters in that light heavyweight that you could kind of put on there. Let's just put Joe Calzaghe on it anyway. Boat weights, whatever. Right. Just because I know that, that Janelle would love Joe Calzaghe on a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, at the age of 38, you think uh, Kessler has still chance? Uh, no, but I'd like to see him bow out with a win. I mean, uh, he'll have to uh, go out with three wins if he wants to win the tournament, so starting off do with the think, quarterfinals. Do you think Carl Froch is going to come in this tournament? I can't see it happening. He's too worried about his new nose. <laughs> what about Alan Green, the the ghost oh, dog? No. Is he Please gonna no. have a no. How did he get that name? Where do you reckon that name came from? I don't know. We'll see what what kind of uh, na- names will Mack. there be. Maybe uh, Yusef mm-hmm. Mack could be on the trophy. Great, great, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kessler at super middleweight, he would wouldn't win against the elite guys at the moment. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't win against the Badu Jacks and. and what do you think about him against Stieglitz? Oh yeah, he would work Stieglitz. And Stieglitz is probably retired, so... Well, Stieglitz might come out with retirement. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe they'll they'll get Badu Jack in there as a light heavyweight. Okay. I don't know, because they'd have to put a lot of money into that. Yeah, I mean, $50 million is, is in the pot, so we'll see what, what kind of boxes they'll get. So, yeah, it, at, at least it, it's no group a phase tournament like the Super 6 so they're starting off already with um, elimination bouts yeah so yeah we'll see Kessler I mean uh, how will he do get against the light heavyweight after a four year layoff maybe that's exactly what he needed yeah maybe but uh, as long as he doesn't fight the best uh, light heavyweights out there he can still pick up a win but hmm, do you really want to see him against somebody like Kovalev or that would not be pretty, man. Like a prime, a prime Kessler against Kovalev wouldn't even be pretty. Mm-mm. Here, here's one for you. What about Frank Buglioni <laughs> against Mikhail Kessler? <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, possible. What about Fedor Chudinov against Mikhail Kessler? Mm-hmm. Also po- possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against okay. those type of people, he, he has a shot still, but. Not against the good guys, not against better BF. I wouldn't put him in with Stevenson either, so... I don't know, Stevenson might even be older than... Uh, yeah. And, and Stevenson hasn't, hasn't been active himself. Yeah, but he'll uh, land that uh, left hand at one point in the fight, so... All right. Right, so a uh, big uh, fight coming up this weekend is the Marco Hook. Myris Breedis fight for the WBC title, actually. Yeah, we've been uh, we 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 mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, man. Yeah, so it, it was not confirmed that it's for the vacant title and not just the interim title, because Tony Bellio has been made champion emeritus. Is he gonna be challenging Anthony Joshua? Do you think? Joshua beats Bellio versus if Joshua. Oh, oh boy! Judgment Day. A uh, first round destruction, more like it. First round destruction. Okay. Or do you think the fight would go longer? I don't know. Joshua might like feel bad for him. Hmm. 
But uh, just back to the hook fight. Yeah. Breedus is five to four on to knock out hook. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might be the bet, man. That might be the bet. Hmm. I mean, hook has been knocked out by Klovatsky, who isn't exactly monster puncher. So, <laughs> yeah. He never should have left the Sirelands. Mm-mm. It's uh, it. Do you think it's some sort of conspiracy by the lizard people? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, or can't you talk about that? Because uh, you don't want to talk about that, do you know? Hmm. No, I think it's it's good at least that that hook fights now a serious opponent. But you don't want to talk about how the Sirelands are lizard people and how that's your theory. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. It's not my theory. I read about it on the internet. You know. <laughs> Where did you even read something like that? Uh, on the forums, you know. <laughs> Showed some some photo evidence also, you know. <laughs> what? There was evidence. You know, the tongue sticking out of. <laughs> well, of, of the Wilfred, lo- Wilfred Sauron is like, like pointy. So, point it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't uh, Carla Nisa, no. No, it was Wilfred. Okay, but are the boys also lizards, or is it just Wilfred? I mean, if the father is a lizard, then son has to be too. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Yeah, but back to the to the British fight. So, um, <laughs> Breedis is a good puncher. He's technically pretty solid, but yeah, uh, I haven't seen him in 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 a rough fight yet. I mean, like a Marco Hook fight where you know he might get roughed up a little bit. You think the, the captain inside. can make a comeback? Uh, the way that the German media has portrayed uh, it, uh, he, he's already made the comeback. He's already back uh, he's on already the top. Won the fight. No, he's already won. No, that that he's already redeemed himself and he's already back on. Uh, did he like correct me if I'm wrong? But did he have like his fourth fight with Alala Afalabi or something? Yeah, he had actually four fights. Believe it or not. <laughs> I can't believe he had another. And did fucking uh, did did Afolabi fucking win any of these? No. Nope. Why? Why is there four fights happening when he fucking gets a decision in all of them? This reminds me of Paul Smith and Arthur Abraham. Hmm. Said well, the He got uh, one draw in the third fight, I think. Okay. No, was the second? Was no, the second, second the fight. Second fight was a draw. Third one was a hook victory. First one was a hook victory. Fourth one was a hook victory. So, so are we gonna have a quintology, maybe? Uh, maybe if if uh, Afolabi uh, has retired, but he's coming back now to fight a German guy called Mario Daza, who nobody has heard of, and if he wins that fight, he's back in the mix, you know. He is back in the mix. We might get to see Hook Part Five. You know, you know who uh, Allah Afalabi also has a loss to. Nope. The Ghost Dog Alan Green. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's got like three losses to uh, Marco Hook, a loss to the Ghost Dog, and uh, he he lost some other fight against some guy. Hmm. But uh, I can't remember who it was. But uh, yeah, he he lost to the ghost dog earlier in his career. Right. So yeah, Hook will try to to make it like an ugly affair once again. Just ha- have those uh, bursts, you know, and then hit him on the inside and I don't know, maybe some forearms, back of the head, back of the head, a lot, 
uh, elbows, forearms, stuff like that. So, so, so if, basically, what you're saying, Marco Hulk will be like a kid that can't swim in the pill, just <laughs> flopping around. Yeah, and and some people can't really cope with that, so it destroys the rhythm. So uh, okay. we'll see. We'll see how how British, uh deals with that. So. So, what's your prediction for? Are you thinking maybe a hook on points victory? Mm, no, I'm still going with British. Okay, okay. At least I hope it will be British. So, uh, if Hook wins, then it will be like very, very ugly affair. A controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugly, controversial decision maybe. So okay. I hope hope the the better man wins and yeah, British is a, is a better boxer. So I hope. And you think uh, Johnny Nelson will uh, will come back? No, that that no. train has has left the station. So <laughs> that ship has sailed. Right. Now, if Hook loses his fight, do you think he retires? I don't know. Depends and on the is... station, on RTL. If they're going to give him more money, then I don't know. I don't think they should. Unless he rematches Ola Afalabi for the fifth time. Mm. He, he's got a TV contract with RTL, um, so that might not expire so soon. Why do RTL sign these contracts with these mugs all the time? Yeah, they, they got Hook because... Uh, Klitschko's were so inactive and, and Vitali retired and and Hook isn't how is Hook that popular in Germany he shouldn't be that popular you were a big fan of Hook the captain I know I was a fan of the captain man but like at the end of his career I'm not such a fan I was a fan of the captain when he was fighting journeyman <laughs> I'll tell you um, it was uh He's fighting some... When he was back fighting guys that had really good-looking records, like 18 and 0 and 25 and 0 and that stuff, I was a big fan of him then because he used to just fight like an animal. It was like back when he was fighting for the European title and just around when he won the um, the, the WBO title. That was when I started uh, watching the captain, man. Okay. But then he had this controversial win against Lebedev. Yeah, come on, man. And didn't rematch him. Of course he didn't. Mm. Of course he didn't. Yeah, so I hope British wins. Then he had a famous rivalry with Ferret Arslan. <laughs> Two fights against Arslan, right? That was a famous rivalry. He almost lost the first fight, I would say. Yeah, and he was unlucky against Povetkin, man. Yeah, against the worst Povetkin. 1.0. 2.0. Imagine what 2.0 would, would have done with Hook. Oh, he would have fucking destroyed him, man. Uh-huh, yeah. So, uh, it would be uh, hopefully a good fight. Um, RTL, uh, if, if you can get RTL, maybe via satellite, um, you should try it. Uh, I think it's on Box Nation also, so... Maybe it is. I, I, I think it is on Box Nation. So, your official prediction is... Do you know what? I, I want to pick. I want to pick Bredis by uh, knockout, but mm-hmm. I think the captain's gonna get a sneaky dodgy points win, man. Okay. Mhm. I'm like now that we're talking about it, I'm remembering how corrupt Germany is, and I'm thinking that the hook can pull out the captain, can pull out a points win at three to one with Paddy Power. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see Hook stopping uh, British, so... 
And I'll put it to you this way: I wouldn't shed a tear if uh, if Brutus won by knockout. Mm, yeah, me neither. So, so I think we uh, got it all covered now for this week. No, we didn't. No? Jorge Linares, Anthony Crawler, ah, man. Okay. Another Germany-esque rematch that was pointless. Pretty pointless, yeah. Why did why do these British people? Boy, a bill of goods, and they're thinking that their fighters should have won or were competitive. He clearly lost against Linares the first time. I had money on Linares at two to one. He was a two to one underdog. Do you not remember this? It's two to one against (laughs) Crawler. And Joe Gallagher. Joe Gallagher was saying, Oh, yeah, if Anthony Crawler beats Linares, he's fighter of the year. And I was like, Joe, you do realize your boy's not going to win against Linares. Mm. And then he put him in with Linares again. He wouldn't beat him in a month of Sundays, man. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's all I got to say about <laughs> that. It was a joke. And, you know, uh, there's actually a really interesting uh, piece that Andy Lee did. And he's talking about Sky Sports and how they're turning off boxing fans. Uh, so if people want to look into that, just say Andy Lee, Sky Sports, and type in balls. That should bring up the interview, I think. It was on Irish radio, but uh, balls.ie transcribed it. Okay, good to hear. So, yeah, thanks, Paddy, for coming on the program for this uh, pretty long edition. It's great to be back. I had plenty of uh, OTG heavyweights fans tweeting me, asking when I'd be back with you, and I said, "You know what? Nino's too busy snorkeling, <laughs> so maybe if uh, maybe if he graces me with his presence afterwards, I can get on." But I I don't think you will be showing your snorkeling videos to me via the internet. Perhaps over the summer I will get the opportunity to see your snorkeling videos. Yeah, there's high possibility for that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, of course, follow OTG on the social media and tune in next yeah, week. Yeah, you know, hmm? I keep getting asked why you're not on Twitter, man. Uh, Specific. I, I have to deal with your tweets. I have to be a conduit for questions for you. Twitter's not, not big over here, so nobody does yeah, it. Yeah, really. well, fucking P, you should be on Twitter, man, because you're big on Twitter. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, that's one more thing to manage and look into so i don't know <laughs> all right Nino. cheers all right and yeah of course tune in next week i'm not sure who i'll bring on but you can bring me on i'll be more than happy to come back okay then let's do it again next week